Hey, welcome to KWI on the Couch. Today I'm joined with Darren Airsmith. Darren, thanks for joining us today. Uh, graduating out of KWI, uh, let's start off with certs. How many certs did you roll out of here with? I'm pretty sure it was eight. Eight, okay. Uh, and, the, and a golden arm hood yes, sir. on top of that. So what does the golden arm hood mean? You get six certs and then you can do whatever you want? Right, you get your six uh, certs that are in the KWI curriculum and then you choose your extra cert um, and they allow that to be whatever if you want your branch and bell hole or Inconel or a copper nickel monster or if you want to go do anything. They offer up to 20 plus different certs so whatever you want to make it is what's your golden arm. What cert you want to mean the most for you is what's your golden arm. Okay. How you get your golden arm. So, so different parts of the curriculum, and as, as you know, and, and others out there may know, we don't ever hold you back. How long did it take you to finish our flux core curriculum? I got off of it in 14 hours. I actually, uh, when we had our orientation, I asked you what the record was, and you said like three or four, three to four days, and you know, I had a little experience flux corn. So, I walked in there and I was like, you know, I'm gonna set this record, and I pulled a. I was there for like 16, I, my first day I pulled a 20 hour shift. I was there, or no, it was the second day. My first day I pulled a 16, the second day I pulled a 20 hour shift. And I walked in there and set it in 14 hours and then went on to MIG and I was on the stick and I was on stick on the second day. So. Okay, so so when you say you're, you're, you're getting off of something, does that mean you're, you're quick and hurry and you don't care? Or, or were, did you have to prove you were good? Any bin test involved during that 14 hour flux core curriculum? Yeah, there was multiple bend tests. You have to pass visual and then you bend them and there was, I think there's five, five tests you have to do for flux, maybe six. Okay, so, so moving on out of flux core, um, you jumped right into stick welding as you mentioned. What all did you have to do for the stick welding portion of the curriculum? You gotta do a three eighths with a backer, uh, three, well you, you gotta run, you gotta pad on an X plate and then do three eighths on a back and plate with three and four G and then after that you go to um, open root on all four positions, one, two, three and four G and then after that uh, you run a, your, your practice test for your, you get ready on three eighths and then once you do that uh, you do a blue sheet on that, make sure you can do it, and then you do your, uh, you go to one inch stick open route, and you get good at that, and then you take your one inch stick test. Okay, so so you mentioned blue sheet, that's what KWI calls it, it's practice test. Right. It gets you used to stopping at all the hold points, and looking at your route, looking at your feel, your cap, all the visual inspections, and it's timed as well. But when you get to that AWS certification, is it your instructor that's going to certify you? No, it's not going to be your instructor. It's going to be a CWI, um, and they're going to t hold you to the to the code. It don't matter if you're uh, lacking, if you got a little bit of undercut or anything. You got trapped. I mean, your root has a little flaw in it or anything. Um, it's a CWI, and they test you to code. There ain't no letting it slide. Uh, okay. You know, half buddy feelings for you or nothing. You know, they do it just like a job. You hold on your, you run your root, get them to bite off. Um, they check your fill and they check your cap, or they check your fit up, your root, and then you fill it out and they check your fill and then you cap it. So, I mean, it's 100% real deal. Okay, that's good. And that's what it should be because KWI is trying to get you ready for the job. Um, so, how long did it take you for stick weld? Do you have any ideals? I think it was roughly around a week because I hadn't, uh, I had a little experience stick welding one inch, but the overhead open root kind of stuck me for a couple of days. Okay. So. 
Yeah, that, that's, that'll separate the, you know, the good from the bad, so right. to speak. All right. So moving out of stick weld, you, you start TIG welding. Wh which side of the plate did you start on, or, or do you start in the middle of the plate and, and work it with both hands? Um, yeah, and I've got asked that question a lot about people like wanting to be a welder, and they're like, well, I can't weld with both hands. But that's one thing KWI's helped me with is uh, you, if you do start on plate, you, you run that first half right-handed, and then you run the other half left-handed. You work both hands in. Okay. So you transition out of plate into pipe. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people, you know, watching it, maybe a, a six-month program, and, and they're starting to add up what you've done on their hand here. Um, you'd welded before in, in high school. So how much emphasis coming to KWI, what did you want to get out of this? Were you just looking for a huge number of certifications, or what did you really want to get coming into KWI? Um, I guess enough that I felt comfortable enough that I could go out into the into the real world and get a job and not look clueless and actually know what I'm doing and just get basically get my feet wet, get in there and know people and have the knowledge of welding to do whatever I needed to do, you know? Okay. So so you finished that, that pipe curriculum, you got a bunch of certifications. Um, probably could have walked out of here with a record number of certifications, but, but you didn't. You chose to to get better at things that were going to help you in industry. So fill us in on, on some of the simulators and some of the things that KWI has to offer. Well, KWI actually has a simulator. It's uh, a boiler simulator, and uh, me and my buddy Jade Nargo was uh, getting used to cutting out one one singular tubes or five packs, and you got to watch uh, on a the job. They won't let you like cut into other tubes, so you'd have to watch cutting the membrane and watch cutting into your, if you're doing a singular tube, you can't nick the tube beside you or because it's a pretty big deal. But, um, and then we have like the two post and four post, like uh, we're about to go take a test for a job. That's a two post simulator. That's a combo monster. And I'm glad I got some work with it because when I first started it, I was, I was nervous, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? It was kind of hard to learn, but I'm glad I got it down. And, um, and then in also in that boiler simulator, I, there's some tight spots in there, and I got to mess around with a mirror, you know, mirror welding, right. and welding, looking through the bevel, putting the root in, which was pretty tough to learn, and I still ain't the best at it, but I pretty much got down for the most part. But mirror welding was tough to learn, too, because you got to learn your, how far you are away, and everything's backwards. Yeah, that depth so. perception messes yeah. with you a little bit there, yeah. right? So, so the, the instructors, they jump right in there and, and help you out and give you the tips and pointers, making sure you don't get four material in the tubes or... Or just kind of figuring this all out on your own? No, 100%. They helped me through and through with everything I needed. Okay, good deal. Uh, ever wear a harness in the boiler? I mean, is it is it that real? Can you get in the boiler? Is it that big? Can you do that? Yeah, I mean, that's. I wore harnesses, uh, they hard hat, everything. Okay, so got you ready for, for the real job. Um, you started KWI as a welder. You came through. Now you're ready for the job. What got you into welding? You know, even before KWI, what type of welding and, and what kind of things were you involved in? Well, I was kind of wilder in my younger days. I didn't really make the best decisions, and I was hanging around a rough crowd and wasn't always doing what was right. And then I kind of got into high school, and my welding and uh, my welding instructor in high school kind of just like led me in the right way. And I got in there, and my sophomore year, I got to mess around with welding, and I knew that's what I wanted to do because I loved it, and I was still kind of wild, you know, and then. My junior year rolled around and I was like, I got to mess around when I was younger with like heavy equipment operation, carpentry, farming, landscaping. Um, I pumped porter potties and septic <laughs> maintenance, you know what I mean? I did, uh, we did, I pretty much did it all like as far as hands-on work and then I was like, 
man, welding really clicks for me. So then in high school, I decided to straighten up, uh, put the wilder days behind me. And, you know, I didn't, I've seen the way my dad, I mean, in and out of jail, you know what I mean, on drugs. And you'll see a lot of welders like that. Um, and I just decided that wasn't going to be uh, the life I wanted to live. So I wanted to, the good benefits of welding as the, the good money and, uh, but I was going to be smart about it, right. you know what I mean? So, Yeah, that's a good, good advice for young people because in, in this day and age, it, it's so easy to, to open your phone and, and turn on YouTube and you got the glamorous lifestyle of the road that's maybe more traveled and, and it's going down a, down a rocky path. And so you went down that road a little bit, but you, you turned around and, and got yourself straightened out. And I'm proud of you for that. Right, I appreciate you know? it. And I think it's some of the some of the things that you mentioned and some of the jobs that you had, like you weren't afraid to work, obviously, if you're gonna be running heavy equipment and do all the different things and, and get your get your feet dirty and your, your hands wet, you know, working in other jobs. Yeah, that's another thing. Like people coming into uh I'm just gonna say welding's not easy, you know what I mean? It ain't for everybody and I guess it's just like anything. Um I feel like you need to get out there while you're young and get some experience and some other work just to make sure that you're not gonna go into something that you don't want to do, you know right. what I mean? So like, just make sure you get out there and test everything, go work this, go work for this guy, cause you never know where you're gonna end up or that guy might be your boss one day. So, so just get out there and meet people and work a bunch of different jobs and make sure that what you want to do is what you want to do for life. Yeah. Be happy doing it. That's right, it, it's true. You know, I've always said, if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you ought to think about doing something else. Right. You know, and- Life's too short, uh, ain't it? it? It is, you know, I grew up on a farm and hard work was, was was instilled into us, you know, growing up milking cows and, and working on the farm. Um, and I think that's true about welding. You got to earn it, you got to work hard, but you can really reap a reward. Um, what if you hit hit a job and you're planning on an, an, an easy 40 hour week and all of a sudden it's, you know, Monday morning and they say, hey, we're, we're working uh, 16 hour days, seven days a week right now because we're, we're shorthanded. You're going to get, get mad and leave or you're going to what? Right, I don't know. I would, I would never turn down no money. <laughs> I mean, me and, me and my buddy Jaden was working in the summertime of going in from our junior year to our senior year. We was working 70, 80 hours a week uh, as, as kids pretty much. So I, got, I don't think jumping, and that might be a problem for kids in high school now is the hours, you know, they're used to working at the Dairy Queen or the Arby's and I, my challenge to them would be out to, as to, my challenge to them would be to get out there and get a, a manual labor job to get used to working like that, you know what I mean? And putting in them hours and challenge yourself, you know what I mean? Right. Me and Jaden was doing that as kids, so I think whenever we get out here, we'll be able to work just alongside of a 30 year old man, just like it was meant to be. Right, you know, when you said challenge yourself, when you drop down that hood, you know, the, the puddle you're looking at is not much bigger than a pencil racer, and it's just you and the weld. You know, you've always got to challenge yourself to make the best weld that you can make in that given situation. You ever find yourself doing anything like that, just, just you and nobody else around and watching, you're just welding? Right. Yeah. So I, I think it's always important that you always strive your best. Uh, the first person that's going to see your weld, the first person that's the QC, mm -hmm. It's who? It's you, 100%. It is. You're your first QC. If you see something that you don't like with it, cut it back out and fix it. You know what I mean? If, if you think that's going to cause you your job, or if you if you ain't, if that's going to cause you to bust your test and you don't like it, cut it out and fix it because anything's fixable. Okay. So we know you worked your tail off, um, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with paying for your, your KWI, but what other ways and what other avenues of funding did you find that helped you pay your tuition here at KWI? 
And this, this goes back to working for a bunch of different people. I got involved in um, a lot of different jobs in my community. I met a lot of good people from my hometown, and they, uh, they known me as a bad kid, and then I started working and doing good, and I, ch I changed my life around and got in there with some good people, and they started spreading my name around, and uh, all these scholarship communities started hearing about me, and I applied for every scholarship I could because to go to KWI, and a lot of people uh, in my hometown would rather see uh, a young student go to a trade school to go straight into work, you know, in a short amount of time versus somebody going to a university um, just because maybe you're going to be generating money back into your hometown. And, right. You know what I mean? So, like, but I actually come out with uh, over 20 grand, uh, more than what the school costs in scholarships. So I was freaking out and praying about like <laughs> my money, like how I was gonna get to school, you know, and I was questioning like, am I gonna be able to go or not? So I was gonna go no matter what, I was gonna go take out a loan, but luckily enough, uh, I was blessed that I got um, like $5,500 from Micro, but like I had to do three to four, 500 word essays, upload a video to YouTube, um, the FFA loan or FFA scholarship uh, and AWS. Um, let's see. So on that Mike Rowe scholarship you mentioned, that that's pretty awesome. I'm a I'm a huge fan of fan of Mike's. He you know is a huge proponent of, of skilled trades in America. You know, um, so that's the Micro Work Ethic Scholarship. Right. And and. You're a welder, but now you got to write essays and things to try to earn that. Yeah, and you got to sign the sweat pledge. It's like ten rules, basically saying that you're gonna be a hard-working person. Um, I forget, I, I forget it word to word, but it's basically if everybody in America signed the, the sweat pledge, it'd be a completely different ball game. Well, that, there you go. So I guess uh, real quick, if you had to say, you know, two words to Mike Rowe, you know, what would you say to Mike Rowe for helping you out with this? I would definitely say thank you and uh, just tell him how much it helped me and uh, that. It, kind of me, him giving me that money is probably going to help out somebody else down the road. So. Yeah, for sure. Now, now then you mentioned the FFA contest. Now, is, is FFA and, and Skills USA are they based on writing an essay, or what do you have to do to turn some scholarships there? Uh, that's actually a welding scholarship. Um, we had to go my junior year, senior year, I forget. Well, actually, both my junior year, I competed in Skills, and I got second in the state, and I got some scholarship money there, and then we went up to Louisville and competed up there, and we took home, I got second up there, but like our team overall took home uh, first. My buddy uh, got high individual, and I, we took home first place in that too. Okay, that's pretty awesome, yeah. Now, there are a lot of local small businesses that wanna help out a lot of students in small towns, and, and a lot of times I hear, well, that. It, it's always going to be the guy going to the, 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 the quote, top-notch college school that, that's going to suck up all these little $500,000 scholarships. Um, did, did you apply for any of those? I applied for every one of them. Oh, everything, yeah. Yeah, I applied yeah. for them all. So, you know, on awards night, uh, you know, awards night at your high school, was, was the welders called up very often to, to get scholarships from your I hometown? I think nine of my buddies, they graduated with us out of the graduating class of the 22 we nine of us generated in over a hundred and a hundred or a hundred ten thousand dollars in scholarships that, that's pretty awesome for a little small town and when you got community money backing you and then you've got national money like american welding society and, and organizations like mike rowe uh, work ethic scholarship that's huge to help you pay for pay for your tuition and, and 
get an education so you can go out and, and, and start giving back. You know, uh, have you thought about anything that, that you're going to want to do, you know, once you start drawing them, them big paychecks that we know you're going to get? Is it, is it a big jacked up chrome truck and, and a, you know, $100,000 camper or what's your plans? Man, when I was younger, I was, in, I, was into the, I was into the lifts and into the wheels and, you know, a uh, new truck. I always was like, man, I can't wait, you know, but honestly, I think financial freedom is freedom. You know, all these guys that run out here and uh, get a, a brand new truck and a brand new camper, they're looking at a $1,000 a month truck payment and they're looking at like 15, 16, maybe $2,000 a month. And, and payments to, for something that the bank owns when you can go out here and uh, I mean I drive a 97 Dodge I re had the motor rebuilt and uh, I drive it to Texas I mean the trucks older than me but I'm not gonna buy a new truck for a while I don't I probably won't ever own a new truck you know what I mean I'll probably just get just keep upgrading you know with this not nothing brand new and uh, the camper that I'm looking to buy um, is a 2009 it ain't nothing that's a forty thousand dollars you know what I mean so um, so as long as the truck gets you there, and if you want a camper or you want to choose a hotel, it, as long as you know you feel comfortable where you're at, you don't need all this fancy stuff. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Right. It don't matter. At the end of the day, who cares what you drive? You know what I mean? Right. Like if a guy pulls up in a nice truck and big big chrome wheels, I'll be like, I'll tell him that's nice, but I'm gonna walk off and I'm gonna jump in my old truck and have more money in the bank than that guy, or just just have money for myself, you know what I mean? Don't have to dish out all that, so. Yeah, well, well, hey, you know, to, uh, in, in one more year, I've been driving the same truck for 30 years, so so keep that 97 Dodge, because, right. you know, in, in about five, six more years, there, there you go, you know. You keep a good truck, something you can work on, not all computerized. Right. Uh, still run on fossil fuels, that, that's gonna be good. Oh, yeah. You know, it'll be a classic before too much longer, uh, coming in there with the, you know, all these new electronic vehicles. Um, looking forward, uh, what's your plans? You know, I'm sure you want to make money, you want to hit some jobs, but but if one job could come up, your dream job, what would it be? Um, <clears throat> I haven't really even thought about it, man. I've been so fed up with uh, a goal to make it my whole life. I haven't, um, I haven't got out there. I guess I would have to get back with you on that one, and when I get out there and actually see for myself, because. I don't know if I if I want to end up in a refinery for my whole life, or doing boiler work, or doing pipe jobs, or you know, or doing. It, I just have to figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna work. do it all. Figure it out. You know. Okay. So for for a 19 year old kid who's, who's graduated high school and now you've graduated your your welding school and you're fixing to hit the road, um, you know, it's not going to be that easy making that first paycheck. You know, you you're going to have to have a little bit of money in the bank to get you there and back. Uh, what about renting a hotel? Is that going to be challenging? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I don't really. I got lucky on this job, and I get to, my buddy's going up there, and I'm gonna stay in his camper with him. But uh, I had to actually for KWI, I went down to Louisville to get my Twit card, and we was gonna stay in a hotel up there, and uh, I, they actually wouldn't let me in because I was um, I couldn't do a reservation because I was 18. Okay, that's you know what I mean. Going. So I mean, at the end of the day, you might be better off to save up and get you a $10,000 camper, so you don't have to worry about having somebody lease sign for you. You know what I mean? When you're out there on the road by yourself, because I couldn't even get a hotel to go get my card, so we just drove it in two hours. And yeah, I know a lot of people don't realize that a lot of motels won't take the reservation if if you are un underage. You know, you can. You can go to battle and you can defend our country, but, but you can't rent a hotel room in this country. So, right. uh, you know, so maybe some things need to change there. 
a little bit, but but there's ways around that. You can use a, you know a parent or a guardian or somebody to, to get you that hotel for a time or two until you can get your credit or, or membership up and, and help you out with some of those things. And I went through that, actually. I called my stepdad, called my, I asked the lady, I was like, can I have my parents call or use their card or whatever, and they still wouldn't let me because it has to be, you have to be 21 checking into there. You right. know what I mean? So, and hell, I won't be 21 for another three years, so. Right. Um, I think I'm just going to try to camper it and maybe find hotels that let me in, but just come back home, buy a camper, and roll back out. There you go. Well, we're going to close you out here. Uh, it's been awesome talking to you today. I know you need to, to get out there and, and, and get some more money in your bank. Uh, thank you guys for watching, and this has been KW on the Couch with Ashley and Darren. <laughs>